Welcome to video game bullshit. Jeffrey Wittenhagen. I run Hagen'sAlley.wordpress.com. I'm also the Subcon 3 on forums like Nintendo Age and Club. I'm a double award-winning published author um, for Hidden Treasures, a book that's on sale at Lulu.com. It's also on the right side of the page that you're probably listening to the podcast on right now. You can help support us. Instead of like every other podcast where they want you to give money to keep their podcast going, all you got to do is support by actually buying the gaming book. And a little bit of that money will go toward the podcast. And I've also written towards a few different gaming publications, such as Nintendo Force, Pixel Nation, and Retro Gaming Times Monthly. And we've got Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm big into uh, No Death Runs, High Score Runs, uh, Collector of All Things, Vintage and Retro. Uh, pretty much anything video game related. Also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old beer steins. And we've got Kevin. Greetings, gamers. Kevin here, aka KWK. You can see my site on kwkbox.com, and also visit my channel kwkbox on YouTube at any time for support. We do lots of let's plays and have videos of all of us in different forms. So if you want to add a voice to a face, my channel is the place to be. Please call our number, leave a voicemail or a text message at 262-264-VGBS. Uh, I, th- I would say the first thing we should probably tackle since uh, something major in the gaming world happened in between our last recordings. And that was, you know, the president of Nintendo, the executive officer, the CEO of Nintendo, Satoru Iwata, passed away. That happened on July 11th, so that was, you know, a little bit ago. And basically, if those who don't know, Satoru Iwata was involved in many of Nintendo's earlier games. I mean, he contributed with uh, games like Earthbound, Balloon Fight, and also NES Open Tournament Golf, and the Kirby games. He's, he actually, his involvement in Kirby's Dreamland has actually been one of the reasons why that series was so popular, because of his um, influence. And he worked for HAL Laboratories, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was a part-time programmer in 1980. Nice. And then uh, he joined in full capacity in 82. Yeah, and I guess um last year, in 2014, he missed E3 because he was sick, and that just escalated throughout the year. It was, it was, a, a, yeah. t- it was a tumor, so... Yeah, it's one of those things. It's, it's really messed up. Um, you know. Yeah, it's like a bile duct, and that the bile duct stuff's really bad. Yeah, it's it's a it's definitely a sad day for gaming. As he always said, though, you know, we should always find enjoyment in video games. So let I me mean, we'll definitely uh, record a good one for him because today's episode we are focusing on Strider, 
Before we start recording, though, I would definitely like to pause for a moment of silence for Mr. Awatasan. Say that's good. But, um, and Kyle can edit it and make it an hour if he wants to. Um, <laughs> yes. All right. First things first is um, we're going to go on to lovely, lovely Strider, the Capcom yes. notorious classic. Definitely notorious. Strider. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I do have this game CIB. Nice. Same here, man. Same here. Cartridge only here. <laughs> I have like three. I have like three copies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely hilarious. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. So as we said, though, Strider was released by Capcom in 1989 for the Nintendo Entertainment System. The publisher also was Capcom. Um, and the designer was a guy called Masayoshi Kurokawa. Basically, he was involved with Capcom heavily during the 80s. Uh, it's a platform game. And a single player. Um, the irony is, is that you know there is a Strider arcade game, but this is a completely different version that was produced at the same time as the arcade game. It wasn't produced before or after. And the irony is, is that a Japanese version was never released for this game. It is really weird. It's actually in development. There's a prototype on eBay now for like five hundred something like that. Something, yeah. I mean, if you Google like Strider Famicom. You'll see a bunch of like fan made copies, which is crazy too. And what's cool is the uh, NES is more based on the uh, manga, which is was developed was helped in part by Capcom. They helped develop that. That was in Japan, so it's really weird. What it what it says is that it was like a three way collaboration between Capcom and the manga studio that you talked about, and you know the the coin op company. The NES version follows that storyline depicted in the um, Strider Hiru uh, manga. And Hiru, am I pronouncing it right? Hiru. A lot of people do. Um, in the arcade, they say "hear you." Hear you. But uh, Hiru too. I, I've heard. Yeah. We'll accept both answers. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not it's not high by you like I used to always yeah. call it back in the day. Um. So right. so basically, you know, you have Strider fighting. His former allies, because right when you begin the game, they tell you to go kill one of your comrades, and he doesn't doesn't sit right with our with our hero. That's Kane. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crazy. Um, Kane's a fellow Strider as well. Yeah. So let's do the um. Let me lay the uh, wallpaper here for for everybody. Um, All right. Set in a dystopian future during the year twenty forty eight, the game centers around a secret organization of high tech ninja like operatives known as Striders. We specialize in various kinds of wet works, such as smuggling, kidnapping, demolitions, and disruption. The player takes control of Hiru, the youngest ever elite class strider in the organization. Hiru is summoned by the organization's second-in-command, Vice Director Matic, to assassinate his friend Kane, who has been captured by hostile forces and become a liability to striders. Instead of killing him, Hiru decides to rescue Kane from his captors. He is successful and recovers a recording from Kane concerning the suspected criminal plot. Uh, it goes to un- unveil like more of the plot, so I don't want to divulge much more of that. And what we'll do is I'm not going to go into the gameplay, because we'll talk about that as we break her down. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. So, oh, absolutely. But, um, yeah, from my experience, um, the first thing I got to mention... From my experiences, I did not beat the game this time. Believe it or not. Yeah. Bum, bum, um, bum. And I just, 
I just didn't have the time. Um, I actually was a, a Kyle style slacker and <laughs> like yesterday night was when I finally got around to playing it for a couple hours. I told you I'm an Earl. I think I did, I did it on the Wednesday before the the Thursday. <laughs> you did you did it like right before we recorded. I I did the same thing yesterday, and I had to wake up at five a.m. and pull a twelve hour shift. Sometimes it just comes together like that, which sucks. But you know, I was out at the family reunion this last week, and I didn't get around to putting any major time into it. So it was like it's like, well, I'll I'll play when I get home. Um, I did play the arcade before I left for the reunion, though. I'll beat that, but that's like a 30-minute adventure. But yeah, so I did get to, um, you know, the end boss, quote-unquote, because I think he's the boss before the evil, uh, the easy end boss at the end, but... Yeah, the world tree. Yeah. So I I got to him, and I died, and it was like, "Ah, it's getting late, I gotta go. I also used some passwords and things like that, because, yeah, there's no way I could do that in one setting. That's not happening. This was four. Got yep. passwords. Yep, absolutely. So this one, <laughs> this one, bum bum bum, does have a password system. It's like our first first game in a while where we can't dock at points for no passwords. <laughs> yeah, anyone can basically beat it. You were really close because all all you have to do is like charge the cipher. So you like hold it, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. I have the power. Yeah, that's like total He Man style. The thing is, when you're charging the cipher, like he just sits there and like watches you, and then. Once you hit him with the plasma blast, it, you know, disarms him, and then you just go crazy, like, swiping him. Yeah. And then that's it. It's just the the thing of figuring that out is, like, cryptic a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, what I did was, is after I, you know, you know, stopped playing, I actually looked that up and figured out, like, oh, all I had to do was charge and hit him once. And I only got to him once, and it took me a while to get to him to the point where I was like, eh, I don't feel like playing the entire last level again. I was getting late. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really long stage, that uh, the Red Dragon stage. Yeah. I did, I did want to mention, though, Striders, when I was like, Demolition, I was like, wow, it's like, that sounds like arsonistic, but actually Striders do things for the greater good. Yeah. So that's another, like, caveat that they they do demolition and kidnapping, but it's for the greater good, which is cool. Absolutely. Um, so they kind of, like, take out, like, conspiracies and, you know, like, bullshit that's going on, like, behind the scenes, which is super cool to me. Because it, it's like the uh, Illuminati, and then it's like the people who fight the Illuminati. Like yeah. The, the, they're, they're like the, the secret ninjas. There's ninjas, and there's like secret ninjas. And then there's Striders. Yeah, like, <laughs> holy shit. Because like, cool. I've always been obsessed with ninjas, you know. Starting mm-hmm. with, like, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. G.I. Joe is just like uh, Ninja Gaiden, you know. Definitely got the Ninja Gaiden skills. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's because I love the character so much that it it struck a chord in my soul, and I like that w- I was part of me. That's the thing. I I have to get into a game like that, and then it's like full bore. Uh, but man, those the the thing about this game and the thing that blew my mind. It's an awesome side scroller. It's like Metroid, where you have to get keys and get files, and then you unlock more areas to explore. And then um, the keys un- unlock different doors, and there's five different keys. But certain levels, you're like, okay, well, I can't get past this point, so now I have to go back and retrace my steps and find out some other place that I haven't been. So it has that Metroid feel to it, you know? Absolutely. Completely non-linear, and Kevin must hate that. Oh, Jeff knows me well. <laughs> Let us hear it, man. Let us hear it. You gotta have that. False uh, at all, man. Uh, third opinion, dude. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 
This one between, I mean, the controls kind of felt broken with that jumping definitely was starting to frustrate me. Oh, no We're going to go into that. No, like, no question. No question. Between, between <laughs> controls, what's, what's Kevin's other thing other than linear controls? Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, this, is, uh, this is one of Kevin's, Kevin's uh, gold medal games here. <laughs> the triangle jump, I, I could just picture you doing the triangle jump like, motherfucker. Yeah, I, w- I was kind of, and the whole time I was telling myself, you know, this has got to be a good game because you got yeah. an awesome character, you got an awesome plot, everything looks good graphically, and I really wanted to enjoy this game, but every time I tried, it just did something that just pissed me off, and I was like, you know what, Th- this is going to be really hard to give a decent grade to at the rate I was going, so... I took a different approach to make it more entertaining and interesting for me. I'm like, you know what? If you're going to you act quit like playing a broken it? game. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I, I, Kyle, Kyle sent us that link, and I think he oh, posted, shit. posted it. So I sat there, and I looked at how the glitches were, and I said, you know what? I'm going to glitch you back for it being such a glitchy hunk of crap. Oh, so fuck yeah. So I started practicing with the glitches, and I got... I got pretty far. I couldn't do all the glitches that guy did. That guy, I don't even know how he did some of them, but some of them I was able to pull off. Really? So it sped up. It sped up my gameplay. And I was almost wondering, I don't know if you guys know or you can look up, are there different versions of that game? Like, one would be more glitchier than the other, or is there only, like, one? Like, Rev A. I I was wondering that because my version, I was watching the playthroughs online, and they were jumping over the spikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I was trying to jump over the spikes, and I couldn't even make it over. Even when I put on the super jump, it wouldn't, like, let me. Like, there was, like, an invisible wall, which we'll go into the whole shitty jumping. Yeah, definitely. And and even even though I have this CIB, I did play it on my EverDrive on the Famicom. Nice. Um, So... Like the uh, Famicom top loader thing, so I was the ROM I had. I was able to jump over some spikes, <laughs> not all. I yeah. need to test my other cards now. I don't think there's like a, a five screw of this, but mm. I that would be interesting too if there's a three screw and a five screw. Now, now you want me? Now you want me to open mine just to see if it's a five screw? Let's I really don't think there's a five screw Strider, but no, but. mine's a three screw. Uh, it was just hard to tell. I didn't know if it was maybe uh, different versions of the game, or maybe he just knows something I don't. I don't know what it was, but I was only able to pull off a few of them. And the ones I pulled off it was kind of fun. I'm like, good, now I get to stick it back to the game. But right, and it was not. Um, it wasn't as clairvoyant as the way that guy did. That guy was amazing. <laughs> from what I saw, it was insane. <laughs> well, so, was uh, that did that guy do it live or did he do it TIS, which means tool assisted? Like he just no, you could hear the buttons in the background. No, you could hear him. He, it was oh, damn. from what I could tell. Nice. You, like remind me of the Master Higgins guy, the little picture. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was actually able to watch it, the video at work, and I had no sound. Ah, uh, the volume down. Yeah, I had no sound. I don't have sound at work. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a problem. Like, I can't watch it with volume either, because people will be like, what are you doing? Like, get to work. Got <laughs> to get that one earplug in your ear and be like your secret agent. <laughs> yeah, basically pretend that, that you're busy all the time. Well, I mean, I mean, I can do podcasts, because I can still do work while I'm listening to a podcast, but not a video. That's... The earbuds are a great idea. I, I should do that. I just watched it during my lunch break, like it was, but I had no uh, no uh, headphones or earbuds at the time. Yeah. The thing is, when that happens at work, like I have bad attention. Like once we start talking, like with the emails and stuff, like I, I like get so off track. Like, <laughs> like I get like nothing done. <laughs> I can believe it. You send like I like I go and like drive home for day for the day for work, and I get home like after an hour in traffic, and I have like twenty seven emails from you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we it's roll. Like, geez, I'm man, like, gee. Yeah. Like if you don't check all day, you can't keep up with it. 
Yeah, it's then tough. It just stacks like Tetris. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> certain days I don't have email access at, at when I when I work like the far when I work the long shifts. Other days when I work the shorter ones, I do have access. So. Yeah, so if someone's not answering after a while, it's like I'm gonna take them off the chain so they don't get suffocated here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so how far did you get with the glitches though? Uh, I got I don't know maybe about halfway how it was. I mean I don't really know how to put it because I I never got to any of that those big bosses. I got to the point, like, I was, like, mainly in, I was trying to do something in Australia, because I was trying to go the legit way, too, just because I wanted to explore all the levels, but sure. when it, when I got to a level when I was playing the game that he was doing glitches in to get to the end quickly, that's when I was practicing the glitches to see how I could, like, get through that level faster, but I still nice. wanted to, like, experience each level, so I went and I, I played even though I could have skipped them, obviously, with glitches, but I still wanted to see what the game had to offer, and it had a Metroid feel, like you guys said, but it's kind of funny. Metroid, I felt more, like, into the game, and I could accept the walking back and forth, and I don't know why it was more enjoyable in Metroid and just didn't have that same enjoyment for me, at least, in this game, for some well, reason. Well, it's because the controls are a million times better than Metroid. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's all controls. <laughs> <laughs> what a, who am I kidding? <laughs> That's the whole where the whole jumping comes in, because yeah. in the Africa level, which is the next to last, yeah. just about, it's it's like a really long level, let's put it mm-hmm. that way. I think then you go somewhere else for like a little level, and then you go to the end level. But the very last level, too, like, jumping is essential for those levels. So when I was playing through the game, I was like, okay... This isn't horribly bad because it's it's and then it got to a point where it's like if you missed a jump you fell like down a huge pit. Yeah, and you had to jump on like eight other platforms to you, get. Up you know that what pit. the um exactly. the difference between Strider and Metroid is is that it's not so much even the controls; it's that the game was designed almost maliciously. Like, <laughs> yeah. and it was like it, it, it the first level or so is fine. It's not a, not a difficult, but like what yep. Kyle's saying, later on they de- they make every platform just like the perfect jump, and then when you miss that perfect jump, you got to do about twenty more to get back to right where you were. And it's it's not like it's not like okay, like Ducktales or Mega Man where you jump and then you go where the jump's supposed to go. This no. is, there's like there's like invisible walls that you yeah. hit within the <laughs> jump. And then all of a sudden, there's like an invisible barrier. It just won't let you go to the right. And I was thinking, this is like color dreams. I'm like manipulating the <laughs> brokenness. And it's yeah. Capcom. Like, that's the craziness. That's where it's like, how did they let that slip through? Yeah. Had a lot of what Mega Man fuck? recycled noises, too, I noticed. I was thinking a lot of Mega Man in that game. But the strange thing is, it wasn't, it, there was only a prototype in Japan, so... Yeah, and Capcom always with Biocom too. They always got the Mega Man. You know what's you know what's crazy though is that like the one thing that I really that was glaring to me was is that like there was no like accomplishment sounds for beating anything or getting like you know what I mean like when you're going versus like a boss or something it didn't really feel like you beat them and like yeah. in Mega Man in Mega Man when you beat them there's a big you know doo, 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 doo. yeah and this one it's like there's not even a change of music you just find no pat on the back for you they're dead and then it's like <laughs> But it's like, it, it really makes things feel a little hollow while you're playing the game. I was like, what the hell is going on? Because it's not as interactive, right? And like, even when like a little like scientist shows up or, you know, like the end boss is like, or not the end boss, but the mid boss from the end level has like little text pops up. It's like glitchy for a second and then oh, it pops yeah. up every time. I was going to say that with the scientist. Yeah. I could, I could get him to show up in the room below the room he was in. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I would see him, and I'd be like, "Oh, I guess there's a scientist up there." And after he talks, you like be able to make him come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what I was thinking. Like, 
the first Turtles game for the NES is like glitchridden as fuck too. Like, yeah, I like those controls better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what reminded me? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> what reminded me, though, of Turtles was the enemies and, like, how they acted and how they glitched in and out. Oh, yeah. And you could, like, back out of the part and the enemy would stop, like, shooting. Like, there were those robots with the sparks and it would shoot, like, three sparks. Yeah. What I would do is just back up to the corner of the screen and he was still there, just barely. And he would only shoot two sparks, then he would just stop and I would, he would still be there, but he would, that would be it. I would just glitch his attack out and then i just jump over him. So it's like I'm basically breaking the game with the badness of it. I'm taking advantage of that and, like, finding ways to, like, kill it. And that's what that guy did. The speedruns yeah. under under yeah, five did. minutes. That's crazy. <laughs> In Australia, when you get to the um, key five door, he just gets hit. And, goes and he, right like, through holds, it. he holds the cipher <laughs> up, and that enables him to fly through the gate. Because you just keep going getting hit. pushed right through it. <laughs> you get hit by the enemy, and it, yeah, it's hilarious. Um, but the thing and the, the, the criminal thing, besides the Capcom, that's the first criminal thing. The second one is the the arcade I played last night. It just takes about 30 minutes to beat. It's beautiful. And the jumping is so integral and so unique to the platformer genre in the way that you can do flips. There, There's an anti-gravity oh, part. The anti-gravity part. You can grab little, like, rails and hang on to them. You can, mm-hmm. there's a level with ice and you have little, like, ice climbing tools and you, like, climb up the fucking walls. Like, yep. that's, that's ninja style. It's like, everything but what this is. <laughs> isn't it ironic that, like, yeah. it's the, it's like the arcade game with some of the best controls, the most innovative ninja jumping controls, and then they go to this Nintendo game with some of the worst <laughs> licensed controls. So that's that's the criminal thing. On like, that. that that makes it even, like, it even stand out more for the NES port. Yeah, because uh, he's a ninja, and the thing is jumping, and it's broken. Yeah. And it it's crazy. Yeah, it's like Final Fantasy. I, I said, I still love Strider, and I always will. It's the best piece of glitch-ridden filth I've ever played. Um, <laughs> same with Final Fantasy, because they never finished that game, and there's certain properties that were never programmed, because Square went bankrupt. That was supposed to be their Final Fantasy. So that game's actually not finished either, but it's one of my favorites as well. I think the Thief, I believe, is totally pointless, because luck actually is broken and was never programmed into the game. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. the, thief, the Thief is actually pointless. I think the thief becomes the ninja, though, and that's what's good about it. So you, ha- if you want to be the ninja when you get the uh, class upgrade, you have to basically play with a broken character for, like, half of the game, which I've done on one of them. All four thieves. It's kind of like in Dragon Warrior. Didn't they have a guy named called, like, a goofball you had to use in Dragon Warrior? Like, three, I think it was? Yeah. Yeah, and if you kept him, then he could be a sage, which is, like, a badass class to have, but you had to deal with, like, a dud the half the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I remember that. It's like it's like a risk versus reward. You kind of get paid yep. off for grinding. Pretty much.
I guess for the third game-focused episode in a row, I'll go into, like, this is another game that, like, needs to have a hack. Like, someone needs to fix, like... Oh, they just shit. need to fix the fucking broken controls and hitboxes. Yeah. That's it. And the jump. And, and <laughs> Final Fantasy. Final <laughs> Fantasy. Someone needs to go and fix all that buggery, too. Very buggy game. I bet games. somebody's fixed the Final Fantasy one. That's too popular of a game now. Probably. Yeah, you a, should check it out. Yeah, there's a million hacks for it, so I'm assuming. Maybe not. Shit. It's <laughs> a lot of programming, man. But uh, I would say the ar- the arcade, and then when you play the Genesis version and the PC Engine arcade card version, those are arcade ports. Yeah. Awesome. Awesomeness. PC Engine is the closest to the arcade. Because you have the arcade card, and it's... Yeah. Very, very close. Strider 2 for PlayStation, though, is probably, like, what Strider should be. Yes. In all ways. Like, he has the mask. It's, but yet, it's like the arcade where the jumping is fantastic and he can, you know, claw around and do all his little acrobatic tricks. But he still has that badass ninja look mm-hmm. of the manga. Yeah. And if you unlock a certain character on the PlayStation version, because Strider 2 is also on arcade. So it, it is a port, but you can also get a guy, uh, if you unlock something on the PlayStation version, I don't know if it's 100% or something like that, but you get a guy with dual ciphers. It's awesome. Yeah, so it's like a ninja, like a strider, and I forget what his name is, but I'm really interested to see how how, how that works. So Yeah, and you also have that um that one game that we played back when I was still out in Indiana, which is the... I don't know if it's a Strider remake or if it's like a brand new Strider game, but we were playing that and that was freaking amazing. Like the new one on the Xbox One. Yeah, and I saw a promotional poster for it. I almost bought it. Yeah. Like I played the demo and I never pulled the trigger to buy the full game just because I had so many new games at the time. But it's like, it's one of those things where if we ended up doing an episode on the Strider remake, I would definitely buy that for that because it it does look amazing. It does play amazing. It controls like the arcade, so... Yeah, most a lot of people pan the Strider and the Strider Two Genesis slash Mega Drive box art because <laughs> uh, they took away the scarf and as far as the box art goes, and he just doesn't look badass anymore. He just, they like Americanized him too, so he's not Japanese either. And I think he needs to be Japanese. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Strider, hear you? <laughs> he's fucking Japanese. <laughs> I watched like a video on YouTube about all the different ports. And it's ironic that, like, there's only a few that actually had some good music up until, like, you get to the 16-bit systems. All the little ports, like, none of them had any kind of music. The NES one obviously does. But uh, the only other one that had one from the earlier systems was the Commodore version and had its own unique soundtrack. And it was an arcade port. Like, (laughs) it was pretty cool, though. Like, their music was pretty awesome. But on the other side, they didn't have any sound effects, I don't think, that I heard. Okay. So... It's like they did a, like a they cut costs on like seemed like every port in one way shape or form except for the Turbo Graphics 16 port. Even yeah, even the Mega Drive, you know, Genesis port had a had some different music or it was lower quality or something. Commodore always seems to have that bitchin' music. Um, don't you have a Commodore, Kevin? Yeah, I, I got one, but I haven't been up and running. Jeff's the one who's got one that works. Actually, I don't even know if mine works. I haven't well, plugged it up in ages. There's only one way to find it. Oh, yeah, it's, right. on, it's on the agenda, that's for sure. Definitely. I gotta get that adapter, though, for SD card or whatever. Definitely need to get one of those. Yeah, we we might have to do that for, like, Season 2. Do, like, a little Commodore episode. Like, yeah, a couple of our cool. favorite, couple of our favorite games or something. We can bullshit about them. No. 
Kyle's just got to fix it, that's all, and then we can do it. Come over cool. and fix it. <laughs> handy, handyman Kyle. I'll there try. you go. As long as the soldering's not too uh, <laughs> intri- intricate. But yeah. actually, I know a dude, John, he yeah. actually got first. Not only he got first in Indiana for, for soldering, yeah. he got second in the nation for soldering. Really? Yeah, he went to like a huge tournament. For soldering? Yeah. I didn't even know they had soldering tournaments. Yeah, it's like union <laughs> stuff. He, he, he used to be a pipe fitter, now, now he's in the iron wow. worker business. And you have to, like, solder faster than the other guy. But it still has to be a good job. Yeah. You know, it can't be, like, a garbage <clears throat> shit. So, uh, we got him, man. <laughs> we, got, we got the there second go. best solderer <laughs> in the nation. <laughs> down the street. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> That's what's great. So, as long as we know what to do. That's the other thing. They have those schematics online. They're kind of insane. <laughs> I'm kind of intimidated by those, you know? <laughs> definitely. I'm like, fuck. That's funny. Yeah, but yeah, we definitely got to do some comedy for sure, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Canadian. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we, like, you definitely got to get her working. So, uh, other than that, I think Strider 2 for Genesis. Do you guys play that one? I heard that one's pretty bad. I don't know though. Um, I think I had it for a while, but I never played it. Like, cause I always heard it was bad. So I, I'm pretty sure I got rid of it with with my recent purge, recent gaming purge. So I never really even played it. But I do have the you know, EverDrive, so I could try it out anytime. And what what I do like too, that has like a cinematic thing. So when you get the the password, it says like next scene, and it kind of like it's kind of like a movie in a way. Oh, on the NES one. Yeah, the way the Strider for the NES unfolds. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It actually has that little, like you were saying, DuckTales hub. Yeah, for sure. And when you play DuckTales, you can choose your country in the very beginning, and there's that big screen. And that screen always reminds me of, you know, not only Strider, but Bionic Commando, Biocom as well. But yeah, the thing that DuckTales and Strider have in common, you can go to the different countries. Yeah. So it's still a similar, it's a huge similarity. Just the way like the screen looks, you can tell it's it's just like the same whole deal. I do like how, how you you get key four before you get key three because the way that it like fucks with your head, kind of like they don't give you stuff in an order that's like one two three four. I just think that's kind of neat. It, it it gives it like an um, unpredictable factor. Well, nonlinear world. Yeah, yeah. Makes My it favorite. fun. Oh, yeah, Kevin's favorite. Yeah, and the thing, there's, like, tubes in the levels, and you can, like, jump in the tubes, they're, like, little shoots, and you, like, fly through the actual chute and, like, they teleport you places, but sometimes there's, like, a room with two or three of these, and if you go in the wrong one, it can, like, transport you to, like, the beginning of the level, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> it pissed me off, man. That can be good if that's where you want to go. <laughs> that's about that's it. True. That's about it, though, you know. Yeah, one of the uh, glitches that that you guys were watching on your video, the guy actually just reset the game and put in the password, or the password automatically populates so you can get to back and analyze the discs, <laughs> like so you don't have to trek back to the game to the yeah. world to get out. Yeah, as long as you don't press the power button, I think reset. You're should, good. Yeah. Or like me and have an EverDrive, and when you press reset, it resets the EverDrive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Not a big deal. But, like, you only get one life, and you can gain levels, and that reminded me kind of, like, Zelda 2, because it's a side-scroller where you can gain level. And you can gain, like, little abilities, too. Yeah. And you find, like, stuff along the way. There's, like, different boots you can get, where and uh, different techniques you can learn, like sliding. And then once you get the boots, when you slide, you, like, kill 
enemies with the slide, you know, things like that. So I thought that was really great. It's just the only thing is the whole jumping needs to be... They need to add in more add more programming code that, like, talks more to the character sprite and having to do with the platforms around it. That wasn't worked out. So it, it's weird that they never finished it on Famicom and that it was a prototype in, in that because it almost feels like Strider was never finished in America either. Yeah. It has that unfinished feel, especially with Capcom. Feels broken. I'll give it that. Yeah, what other Capcom game is broken? I guess that's that's our goal. We're gonna find even out. the uh, even the Little Mermaid's playable, like <laughs> Tailspin. That's playable. No, uh, you know when you press up, you go up, and you press right, you go right. In this game, when you press right, sometimes you don't go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really fucked up. <laughs> yeah, this is the bastard child of Capcom. Well, I was gonna say like it's almost on that list of like most fucked up games that like maybe even no one knows about. You know, like, no one knows this game's as fucked up. It's weird. Like, I've never, I've never heard talk like this. Like, yeah, but it's true. People know about Strider. They just don't realize that it's that fucked up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you have to play through it to really understand. Like, it's like, whoa. oh. Like, it's almost like, like, unacceptable. It kind of reminds me of, like, playing, like, a <laughs> Super Nintendo, like, like, educational platformer, like Rex Ronin, Experimental Surgeon, or, like, one of those where it's, like, the jumping is just, like, garbage. It's, like, a Color Dreams game. Like it's Captain just... Novolin or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it, it feels like one of those, but it's Strider. And mm-hmm. It should be awesome, but it's not. Cheetahman had better controls. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. <laughs> it did for I me. Have, <laughs> I have Cheetahman, too, and no, no, it didn't. <laughs> Everything's good, it's just the jumping, really. Yeah, that that only becomes a problem because the game is completely designed around jumping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a ninja, and especially with the arcade, you know, you're supposed to jump. That's what's the other thing. Like, Strider was meant to, like, fly around. That's yeah. like, well, that's like the fun of it. At least in the arcade, that's kind of what they were saying. Play, here, here's a game, okay, like you have Splatterhouse. Here's a game that's gorier than every other game. You can be Jason. You can use weapons. That's str- Splatterhouse appeal. Here's Strider. You can climb on things. You can climb up things. You can hang upside down. You can flip around. That's that's appeal. You got a badass like weapon that destroys most enemies with one or two hits. Fucking cipher. And you go like rapid fire blasting them. Like satisfaction is what that is. Yeah, and the cipher is super badass. And I did want to mention that for a second because it's almost like. An inverted sword to where the sword goes up your arm. Yeah. And you, it's like a, basically like a martial arts weapon. Just so, so ninja and so almost, um, esoteric as far as whoever could wield that properly would be like super badass. Yeah. It's almost like nunchucks too, because you can like knock yourself out with those. So if you can master nunchucks, like, whoa, you know, it's pretty fucking bad. It's just because, that's like a dangerous weapon, like a cipher. If you like cut your arm, like yeah, you know what I mean. It's like a butterfly knife. Like if you don't know what you're doing, you know, you really like fuck yourself up. That's the other cool aspect of the Strider character. Um, I did want to mention there's a weird thing with the Strider Two PlayStation release. The disc that says Strider Two is the arcade. The one that just says Strider, which is supposed to be the arcade is Strider 2, so they did a misprint. And did they only do one printing, so they never fixed it? Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was reading on Wikipedia, so now there's two things. I went on eBay today, 
There's a guy selling the Strider 2 disc for $70, and I don't know if Strider 2 for PlayStation is worth a lot. And I was like, God damn it. Of course, because it's a beautiful game. So someone's going to buy that, and possibly, I'm just saying, and they're going to realize that they just got the arcade game instead of the actual Strider 2 port. Like, that's what sellers on eBay don't know. They just don't test their games, apparently. That's why you need to know the knowledge. Like, you need to look up, you need to do your homework, because you can throw away a lot of cash really fast with that that kind of shit. The other thing is, I found one today, it's a Strider 1 disc. He, I don't think, even think he listed it uh, as PlayStation or PS, but it's the Strider 2 PlayStation kit, but it's just, it's the Strider 1 disc, which is Strider 2, but it's for $4 right now. Nice. So if I win that, like, that's fine, because I just want to play the game. Yeah. And so that's where you can, you can get deals on eBay. I could get the disc of Strider 2 that's misprinted on Strider 1 that a lot of people don't know for $4, and people aren't going to realize that. So that's where you still can get deals online. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole possession thing, the more I think about it, it, it just, like, it gives power and meaning to our existence to have things that others don't have as long as someone else covets that particular item. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. So it's just kind of like, okay, so if I have a bunch of, like, NES demo stuff, like, no one else has that, so it's kind of like that makes me feel good. And I'm not innocent. No. Nope. None of us are. Nope. And it's just kind of a weird psychology thing. What do you guys think about that? Until <laughs> proven guilty. <laughs> oh, you're you're guilty, Ken. It's in your collection. That's true. <laughs> so, Kyle, I, as you're talking, I'm envisioning, like, Mr. T and earrings, because and, I keep on hearing, like, jingles while you're talking. <laughs> Like it sound like like your like ice or something is talking like why nice. yes <laughs> it's like hilarious I'm like imagining Mister T like a big necklace or something. <laughs> 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 All right, so back to the collection thing. That's awesome. Though. No, I, I do I do like my little limited items. I don't know what the satisfaction is in having like something that's like a low print, but it's it's definitely satisfying to have like an amazing game that's a you know like that you might be one of the only people in the world that has. Mm-hmm. And like we've mentioned before, like feel like we're the only two people in the world right now playing this game because <laughs> it's the thing is like I was I was looking this up online because I'm just I'm like a psychology minor I should major and even doctor in it but psychotic um, minor <laughs> there you go fine line between genius and psychosis right psychologist and psychotic you know <laughs> yeah it, it just comes down to like oh yeah so if you have like a cup you know full of sand there's no sand like that in the world but the fact that no one cares about that particular sand, it doesn't matter. Isn't that just like a molded garbage can that's like modern art? <laughs> that modern art's an interesting thing, too, because there's like certain paintings I've seen that's just like a, like a splash of paint, and that's selling for like $600. Now, if it was like splash paint of the portraits from Batman that Joker did, now that's art. And that's the other thing. Then you have like the celebrity art and the whole collectability of that stuff. I never understood why people wanted to collect locks of celebrities' hair. I always thought that was gross, unless they were like trying to grow the celebrity. <laughs> yeah, I remember someone saying they had like Jimi Hendrix's hair. Someone else was saying they had like Jimi Hendrix's like turd. Oh, that's something you want to keep. Yeah, because they it, it's like his DNA is in there. How do you preserve that? <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to know. <laughs> And do you, like, every year, like, open it and take a whiff and be like, there's some Jimmy for the year. 
Oh, man. Oh, the topics you get sidetracked with, all because of Strider being a big turd because of Capcom putting their name on this thing, <laughs> which I can't believe that Capcom is even on this title. That's weird, but <laughs> I've sniped so many auctions and bids by just knowing the little knowledge that other people Did you get did. that Famicom in that you found for cheap? It's It's got a tracking number, so it's on its way. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah, dude, $15 shipped. Like, are That's you awesome, because I, I see what you do when you restore stuff, it looks like new. It will, too. Give me two minutes, maybe one. There you go. <laughs> Seriously. That's awesome, though. <laughs> and a lot of people, I mean, they don't they don't approach it that way. They see it, and it's not exactly how they want it, and then they back down. Me, yes. I'm kind of in the middle. I look at it, and I'm like, you know what? Is this something that I feel I can handle and do effectively? Because sometimes I went to, re- you know, resurrect something, and I end up making it worse. So there's definitely a learning curve for certain things you can clean up. But you got a good style, Kyle. You must have fixed a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I I used to be in that camp where it was like, "Eh, I don't know. But then once I found WD-40, dude, the world opened up to me. Yeah, that is a good one. And there's other good stuff, too, like um, Goo Gone, but you got to be careful as hell. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because you can destroy stuff with that. But there's a lot of different options. There's a lot of good tricks of the trade. And I always thought it was really funny how ironic it says on the back of those things, don't clean with alcohol. And that's, like, one of the better things to be using. (laughs) the 72 pin i actually bought one just to see what it was like because it was like i don't know five or six bucks really cheap which you know free shipping at the time who knows how much it is now but i don't know some guy had a massive lot as kevin was saying how i like tinker with stuff i actually installed it into like one of the random like nes toasters i have just to see how it was i hated it man i thought it was i thought it was shit I, i took it right back out after like 10 minutes and it grips it like fucking death, it's got, dude. Yeah, it's got a death grip on it on a lot of them, and you got to almost like kind of break them in. So what I do with those cows, because I've had to replace uh, one on my original as a kid, because as a kid I didn't know better. When I'd use the game Genie, it, it just te- it tears up the pins. It bends them so bad that it's too loose to even grab a clean cartridge right. So actually, the game Genie ruins it if you use it too much on a... I had a toaster model that it ruined. I don't know about the top loader, but use that adapter, so I guess that wouldn't really wreck that one. But for the toaster, it gets wrecked with the game Genie. And for the ones that you had a problem with, Kyle, put a game Genie in it and let it sit for a few days. It'll be normal then, the one with the death grip. You gotta just have it sit there. I don't know what the Game Genie does, but it, it like, bends the pins more than a normal game. And I couldn't tell you why. I was just looking at the, once I took it out, and I was like, it's weird, and I, I was just messing around. I still have it. And I was looking at it compared to the other one, though, and it's like, China versus Japan, man. Ugh, gotta go Japan. 
that's the problem. I was like, I would rather get a 72 pin from a, like another, like a donor toaster. Yeah. And there's another guy that really preaches. He says, don't ever get rid of your original ones. It's easier. It's better just to have them refurbed or something. And like you find people to actually stretch each pin back the way it's supposed to be. But doing that yourself, I ain't got the hands for that. That's for sure. <laughs> just don't buy anything from China. Period. <laughs> Unless you absolutely have to. That's the bottom line. We all, we have a ton of shit from China, like in our house right now. Absolutely. It's unavoidable. Yeah. But if it's something that, you know, you can avoid, <laughs> do so. And ironically, my Chinese back scratcher I got here says made in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. I just remember those Chinese finger traps you get at, like, the arcades with the tickets. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Made like, in America. You gotta, like, America. You gotta, like, twist your uh, fingers to get out of the trap. Oh, yeah. See, they, they used to have cool treats and stuff at those arcades. Remember how awesome that stuff was? Jeff and I took London there, and it was, like, garbage. Like, the, like, the, so you would get tickets, like, you know, a Wright's Barnyard, or, like, more people would say, like, Wright's Barnyard, Chuck wow. E. Chuck e. <laughs> Cheese, or, um, Celebration Station, I guess more people would be familiar Wow, is Celebration Station still alive? I forgot about that place. Is it still alive? I don't think it is. No, I, I was asking you. Chuck I e. forgot Cheese about it. Chuck E. Cheese is still around. <laughs> I actually want to go to the Chuck E. Cheese. Hell, like, went last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> He's there right He's there right now recording. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> On location. Those were, like, the hot party spots, though, back in the day, and you would get the tickets when you'd play certain games. Um, like, you know, your ski ball, but you'd have, like, the little, like, pop a ball, and there, yeah. there were, like, tons of little ticket games you could play, and they were really cool. The little dinosaur one where you flip the coin, you had to, like, get it in the dinosaur's head or whatever. I was better at whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole's cool. I could see you. I to take up my anger. <laughs> <laughs> so angry. Anger management. Oh. Anger management whack-a-mole. I recommend everybody out there. Works out well. The one that I would recommend, there's, like, one that spins in a circle, so it's made of a bunch of lights. And if you stop it in the one specific light, you get like a hundred, over a hundred tickets. Wow. And then for each person who plays, it adds another credit to the ticket count or whatever. I remember when I was at one of those and one of the prizes to turn in your tickets was actually an Atari Jaguar. It was like an insane amount. I'm like, who would win this? <laughs> You'd spend like thousand dollars to get this $200 unit. Yeah, dude, that's what Rice Barnyard, they, they had like the supreme stuff that was yeah. like on a huge, on a top shelf. Yep. It was all, that. like, the, you know, top tier. That's probably shit. where I was at, actually, was Wright's Barnyard. I used I think to go there were. as a kid. It was, like, on the far wall. Yep. Yeah, yep. I used to go there all the time. We had we had a party there, like, every other month in school, because the whole rule in elementary school, you had to invite every kid in the class. So no really? One felt, so no one felt left out. Wow. I went to some snob-ass private school, so we just invited whoever the hell we wanted. <laughs> Hence the snobs. There you go. What makes me laugh, though, is, like, imagine the mom, like, every mom has to, like... Make a cupcake for each kid. That's got to kill them. And make, like, spend, <laughs> like, $300 at least. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, every kid got a set amount of tokens when we went to the barnyard. You got, like, a little package. You got your little gifts bag and stuff with a little candy in it, and you, you know. See, the only requirement it kind of was was my school. You had to, like, bring a treat to your class if it's your birthday. And I remember just being, like, lazy and didn't care, and my mom was, like, too busy to do something. So I just brought a box of Twinkies and how to Twink to every kid. Fuck yeah. And all the kids <laughs> were throwing them away, and they're like, what is this crap? <laughs> nah. Now, why do you have to pay for your own birthday? That's bullshit. Exactly. I'm like, some birthday. It's like, man, they teach you to hate your birthday. It's all, like, fucked up. 
Yeah. yeah, it is pretty jacked. It's just funny the stuff they make you do. I wonder if they even do that nowadays with kids in school. Well, that's got peanuts on it. Can't enter the building. Yeah, it was like, uh, I guess some like Jewish lady filed a lawsuit because someone had pork in her food and she wasn't Ooh. supposed to eat pork and she freaked out. Like, yeah, man, some people are crazy, dude. She couldn't no, tell definitely. that the bacon wrapped sucker had pork in it? I guess she like spit it out all over the the restaurant. Oh, And, and then she, she said it was like slander to her. Because someone at work like saw her the next day and was like at the restaurant or whatever. And... Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's a far like... stretch. That, that sounds like all the stars align. This guy Doesn't at work it? saw me as it happened, and I realized that I'm appalled. That's the other thing. Like anything on that's presented to you on a platter is probably bullshit, or at least edited. Yeah. At least edited to like a degree where anything is taken out that like detracts from the uh, what they're trying to sell you. Exactly. That's that's you know that's where it gets insane. <laughs> Conspiracy theories abound, you know? All over. But, yeah. So, you can clean shit. I would totally... I think WD-40 was actually made by, like... It was... I think it was, like, a lubrication for, like, rockets or something. Something weird <laughs> like that. Yeah. But that's that's what I would recommend if you want to clean a system. And I also recommend just take the stuff apart, man. Don't Don't be afraid to take it apart. Just... Don't get over your head. Look. Take pictures with your phone. And yeah. now, now that you can take pictures, but uh, what I still do, and like back in the you know Stone Age gamer days, where where I'm from, 1983 and and on, I just make little trays, and I, I just make a little tray, and then I put everything associated with that piece in that tray. GameCube's pretty hard to take apart. There's a lot of different layers to it, so yeah, you just take the one part out, put it in a specific area, maybe label it one or last or first, just whatever your way your mind works, so you know this is the last piece or this is the first piece. I'd have to say one of the best is the Sega Genesis Model 1. That thing's a nice piece of cake. I love Easy that. access to like six bolts on the back. You just got to be careful. You can't rip off the front because there's like a wire to the LED. So just make sure you flip it over, but don't pull it off and then undo the LED and then it pops right off easy. Yeah, and really just use kid gloves with anything. And yeah. Even yeah. Tell them Eddie Valiant. And, and maybe even use like maybe even watch a YouTube video. It's just it, it's five minutes of your life. Like it's okay. You can even fast forward it if you want to so the good parts. Just watch a video and see how they do it. Because you know I've modded like SNES or Saturn, uh, NES, and I just watch online and see what they do, and then I just take notes, and it's, it's really easy. As far as once you know it, so the knowledge is power. No one can know anything. Like how would you know there's pyramids in Egypt if no one told you, or if you had no books, or if you had no online to see it? You know that's the thing. You you have to find it out. So let's do the research, do that homework. What we do is homework here. Yes. Find find them pyramids. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> And that's the cool thing about Strider, too. Egypt's in Strider. Egypt. Oh, yeah. The first time you were required to use the triangle jump. Yes. So, Kevin, did you try doing that? Oh, yeah. That was not pleasant, to say the least. <laughs> I could see you. Like this. I'd be like, I was just cursing at it, you know, the usual, being like, Kyle's got to stop picking this stuff. <laughs> Yelling at it, but... No, I can understand. <laughs> Cursing it. Kyle's name. Yeah, pretty much. I just curse Kyle the whole time. <laughs> His ears were probably burning while I was playing that game. Yeah, this this <laughs> one was probably one that um I don't know. It's it's definitely not a bucket list game. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's my first non A game that I've recommended. I guess. Bum, bum, bum. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I had a perfect track record, but we're all, we're all allowed one per season. You used your card. <laughs> no one's perfect except Mister Kurt. The squirt. Well, okay, so let's go in the grading time. Grading time. Grading time. Get up that red pen. <laughs>
Kevin? Why do I always start the greeting time? Because I want to start low. <laughs> you got to start low and go high. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to assume. Go you know how betting works. You start low and go high, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I know Kyle's going to run out and say this is an A+. <laughs> That's um, right. A-plus for Kyle. <laughs> I'd have to no say, plus. you know, if this, if this oh, game no. did not have the Capcom logo on it, I probably would have been lighter on the greeting. But just because it bears Capcom's name on it, I hold it to a certain standard. I'm sorry, I've played too many good Capcom games to even let them get away with this. So I'm I was gonna be in like the B minus range, but after that I, I'm leaning towards C because a B, like Jeff said, is a game you may want to make sure it's on a bucket list, and since this definitely ain't a bucket list game, I'm giving it a C. <laughs> Alright, that's fair. That's nice. nice, nice. I used to go C's all the time in college. That was when I stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I stopped giving a shit. <laughs> You know what happens in a Masters field when you get a C? You fail. Yeah, you there gotta, you go. You gotta care. But you wouldn't be in the Masters if you didn't care. That's the other I'd hope not. And so, so in other words, if, if the Striders are Master Ninjas, Kevin just failed them? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the jump mechanics failed everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Alright, what about you? Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, so... Basically, like, I look at it from a different perspective. I'm not gonna compare it versus any other game. I'm gonna take it as is. And looking at it, it had potential to be a great game because, you know, it's a little platformer where you explore and it's cryptic and you get to do research and, you know, analyze discs in order to open up new levels and what paths to go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of leveling up and RPG elements in it. It was freaking a lot of potential. But the fact that it focuses on the jumping and the glitches and the sound just isn't there. I mean, I'm in, I'm in actually the CC plus range too. I'm like at a C. I mean, and that's just simply from the glitching and that, you know, really, I probably won't be playing this game again after today. <laughs> after I'm with yesterday. Jeff. <laughs> I, I probably won't play it again. Now the arcade, I will definitely give a once a year world. Oh, yeah. It was extremely fun. That is definitely in a different league. It's a different game, obviously. Now, if, if the jumping was fixed, what would you both give it? Oh, if the jumping was fixed and the you know the glitching was fixed, it'd yeah. be it'd be like a, a closer to an A minus, without doubt. Like it's just a broken game. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not polished. Like he said, if this game was like finished or polished or whatever, it, it would definitely bump it a letter for me at least. So I mean, I mean, it, if it didn't have the ninja aspects and the and the cool story and everything, it'd be like a D minus, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, it, yeah it's no, bad. Definitely. It's it's that bad that the story actually boosted a full letter grade for me. <laughs> what, what this does is shows you, like, the awesomeness of things and, like, what makes them awesome. And to what degree they can be awesome minus certain, you know, things that aren't so awesome. <laughs> and how we like things, too. Yeah. And uh, really, uh, I... I had to dock it big time because, like, you can't tell me they someone played through that game and it was like, this is fine, like, let's release this. <laughs> yeah, who the hell played this? Like, yeah, the game testers back in the day weren't that best, apparently. I think I think yeah. the entire uh, Action 52 and Color Dreams group got together and play tested it. <laughs> yeah, so, since, you know, Strider is one of my things, it, it's going to get a B-, actually. B-? Mm-hmm. That's, I think it's the first B- I've ever given. Yeah, so I would say average, then we got Kevin C, your B minus, and I'm about in the middle, so C plus would be the average. Yep. Yeah. And that's still being nice, because like what you said, if Very nice. if you took away, stripped down, and made it just like some ordinary jamoke or whatever, it would just be like nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it would be a garbage game. The fact that it's set in like the future and uh, dystopian future, and you're like a ninja mercenary, and you got a cipher, and you know you're a badass. Those things give it the, the awesomeness. But I really don't know what they were thinking when they said, "Yep, let's do it. Works for me. I like this. Yeah, put it in the stores." It's just crazy what a little like gameplay refinement would do for a game. You know what I mean? If they just fixed a few little aspects in playtesting. It would it would be an A plus A A plus game, easily easily. That's what would be cool if they had like hack series. And what we started doing was, since we do have we can learn some programming skills, you could just take a game and we could hack it to where it's correct the mistakes like we've been talking about, and then yep. re-release it and even like make a a box. Get the guys on you know Nintendo Age or whatever to make a box that has like hacked version or like a different you know, box art to it. Fixed version. A whole series of games that, like, I almost think, like, every NES gamer just about could be awesome if the flaws were ironed out. So it's yeah. like, take every game and try to make it what it should be, what would make it an A game. And that would that would be an awesome series, like, an awesome, like, hack series. If only we had infinite time, because I definitely have my head around programming. However, you know, I'm not going to be able to have the time to do it. Yeah. But yeah, that would just be cool. Uh, that'd be an, like an interesting idea for someone to take advantage of. They could, if someone knew how to program, he, he could really like make a killing on that kind of thing. Just have like a community of people that start a forum and they're like, we're a bunch of programs here and we're starting the fixed NES series. So they could start with Strider. Yeah. Like what games should be fixed and why? And then, and then all the purists will hate them. <laughs> Well, they don't have to buy it, so it's the thing. Well, the irony is is that, you know, you could just go on your your favorite uh, website, Reddit, and there's definitely a gaming aspect to that. Yep. I mean, there's a whole developmental section on there. So, I mean, it's definitely doable. Yeah, if someone was so inclined, as I like to say. If you will. (laughs) So there we go. I think this is about the end of the live. Yeah, it's a good, uh, good spot to, um... Wrap up old Strider, the old C plus game. Um, the only thing that's left is what we're playing next. Oh yeah, boom, boom, which boom. essentially <laughs> will be our twenty fifth episode season one finale game. Nice. Yeah, and it's gonna be a mega super ultra episode. I'm gonna try to get a guest on. Um, I got a few people we've been talking with that probably could come on. So I'm gonna see who's available. That'll essentially be our next recording in a couple weeks. I think we've talked about what game we're going to do next. I know Kevin's wanted to play Shoot 'em Up. I have no problem ever playing a Shoot 'em Up, and Kyle loves them. Especially so what Konami we want to do is yeah. play, our, in my opinion, the best Shoot 'em Up on the system, and that would be Kyle Crisis Force for the Famicom. Exactly. So Crisis Force, as far as I know, is a later released game. It's cooperative. There's a whole mentality where two ships can merge together when you're playing co-op. The other thing was, is I actually got a Nintendo conversion of this game a long time ago. And in order to make this reproduction cartridge, you have to use the Famicom board. Because it's so complex. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like a super heavy cartridge that I have. And I've had, that was like one of my first reproduction cartridges that I got that had a converter in it. It wasn't just like a, a burn game salvaging a different board. This one's actually the original, just in a, an issue. So that means that a converter had to be sacrificed. Yes. Like a, a gyromite or 
Alway is actually the best one to stack up because every single stack up has an inverter in it, and that's why it retains its value. I think it's sell, sell about seventy bucks card only right now on eBay. Now, since you guys are pretty familiar with it, what's the difficulty level on this one? Would you say about? You can choose. You can choose the difficulty. Oh, okay. Well, I just meant your opinion. I mean, as a walkthrough, got a good challenge, got in your own bracket. You put on normal, say. It, it ramps up pretty easily. Um, like at the first couple levels are kind of like to keep your the kid gloves on, and then it slowly ramps up. It gets a little harder um, on normal difficulty. Th- the thing is, though, is that it's it's completely doable. It's top down. Yes. So you know, okay. it's 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 a, it's a vertical shooter, which is my favorite. And mine's. Um. Yeah, I love the the verts. Oh yeah, I used to like side, but actually o- over time. Vertical is more arcade-like, and it's also, even if you trace its roots back to uh, Galaga, Galaxian, Space Invaders, it's always been, you know, top-down. Yeah, so, I mean, it's one of those things where this will be a, a nice little capstone to the uh, first season. I mean, it's not like we're taking a break or anything in between seasons. We just figured, you know, on our the page and everything, it's getting super long now when you go look through the episodes. So, basically, we gotta, we're going to start a season two page and somehow you know, make the season one page available. We want to keep as many as little clicks as possible though. That's the main yeah. key for this. Yeah, that's always a thing. People at work call me so much and like complain about that. Like how that I had to click three times to get into this program. Oof. I'll kill you. That's <laughs> yeah. it. That's the thing. Just keep it simple, man. Keep it simple, baby. Alright. So thank you all. Thank you for listening to VGBS. We appreciate everybody taking the time to get through this whole uh, arduous podcast. We love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to correspond with us, you can email us at vgbspodcast at gmail.com. But we also have a phone number. It is 262264VGBS. You can leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text message. Um, whatever you want to do, correspond. Also, comment on us. Shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Leave a message on one of Kevin's videos on YouTube. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast. All right, see you later. Woo. Take it easy, guys. Later.